Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Research, reporting, industry analysis, information, and tokenomics. Welcome to Thriller Insights. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Thriller Insights. Today is March 14th, 2020. And this will probably be the most important podcast that we release this year. Yeah. I'm serious. Not joking. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, this is going to be very long. But I think by the end of this, you'll get a better idea where we're all headed. Okay, so if you've been living under a rock for a week, I hope not. I hope you're doing okay. There was a uh, recession that happened. And, you know, some of the key economic factors that were presented this week, I mean, this is all stuff that we were seeing for, for weeks, right? Maybe, maybe a year out before the U-curve inverted. We had uh, bottoming unemployment rates. Assets were extremely overvalued, right? There was a flat line in corporate profits. It was just it was just getting ridiculous as far as stocks. And then if you looked at the breakout in the gold to stocks ratio, that was actually, you know, something that a lot of gold bugs were looking at. But the uh, the trigger of all this was the coronavirus. And um, yeah, that's how it played out this week. Central banks are currently sweating, right? They're expecting a global downturn this year. The Bank of England responded to an economic shock from the coronavirus. There's emergency interest rate cuts to reassure anxious markets. European Central Bank boss Christine Lagarde has suggested a crash on par with 2008 is, you know, looming, or if not already there. There was a selling frenzy this past week on Monday, calling it Black Monday now. Nine trillion was wiped off global stocks in nine days. It was it was really bad this week. It was really bad. It was really scary for a lot of people. A lot of people lost money this week. It was also a perfect storm. You had uh, industries start shutting down. A lot of major sports went ahead and put the seasons on hold. We have uh, airline travel currently stopped out of Europe. This economic threat is real. And the media is scaring the fuck out of everybody. Not to mention we have some pretty bad leadership at the helm, right? Not really doing everything they can to make sure that people um, have money to survive. We have a mass raid on a lot of stores for crucial items. Um, We have a shortage on tests in America and in the world, it seems. It's really bad right now. And I hope a lot of you are doing okay. That's my hope. But we're here to talk about Bitcoin because this is a Bitcoin and crypto podcast. And if you remember back in uh, March or Bitcoin in March, I should say, we talked about something that was a 25% possibility, right? I said it. I honestly didn't think it would kind of play out exactly how I said, but... (laughs) Lo and behold, 
it kind of turned out exactly like I said. Take a listen to what this idiot said two weeks ago. If we break 7,800, hear me now. If we break 7,800, all bets are off. <laughs> that simple. And, and, and what I mean is all bets are off. We're not seeing a pre-pump. <laughs> We're not going to see a pre-pump to the happening. It, it, coronavirus screwed us. <laughs> and then we can start looking at what it looks like with Bitcoin and the next recession. And we, we've actually have a show, right? I tweeted about this morning. We have a show where we talk about Bitcoin and the next recession and what Bitcoin looks like in a recession. We talked about it a few months ago. Go back and listen to those episodes. Like these are things that I've been setting up. <laughs> <laughs> like just little 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 rocks you know and pebbles along the way where i'm showing you like these are the big rocks we need to pay attention to bitcoin next recession yield curve inversion uh, and then these big little pebbles bitcoin in december bitcoin in february you know bitcoin in march like these are the things that i've been telling you guys about so you know what was going on this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody now it's just reporting what's going on that's all it is just standing back and reporting what we really knew was going to happen Okay, so if we break 7,800, all bets are off. Seriously. I think if the fact that we didn't hold at 9,300 says a lot. Really does. And the fact that we are at $8,600 right now for Bitcoin says a lot. The next level is 78. And then after that, 76. And then after that, it's 72. And then after that, it's 68. And we do not want to get back down to 68. Even though these Fibonacci levels say we can very much get back to 68. Seriously, we can get back to $6,800 Bitcoin. That's a possibility. That's why I said, if we get to $7,800, all bets are off. Because at that point, you're, you're dropping a major resistance level on $7,800. That's a major resistance level. Right now, we're sitting on 86. Even if we drop down to 82 this week, if we drop down below 7,800, like that's a major resistance level. We shouldn't be dropping off that much. But if we do... All bets are off. I'm not expecting a, a pre-pump to the Bitcoin happening. Coronavirus got us. Recession got us. It's just the way it is. That's why I said there's really no... I mean, this is the worst case scenario happening in front of us. It really is. Because we were... I really wanted to see this next big, big jump. I want to see 14K, 13K. But what is the percentage for this car? You're giving me all this doom and gloom this month. What's the percentage? Well, I would say that's about a 25% chance of happening. I don't think we're going to break 7,800, but if we do, I think there's a 25% chance of that happening. You had to jinx us, didn't you? Yeah, jinx us. Yeah, and I, I even uh, tweeted on the 9th. Uh, I said, um, remember that 25% chance of happening if Bitcoin breaks 7,800 scenario? Well, we're getting close to that happening. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it was one of those things that at the time I, I put inside the because it was when I when I do these when I do these podcasts, I really try to make sure I get the nuts and bolts of everything. And I leave a lot all out like there's there's been times where I'm recording this just happened earlier in this segment. You didn't even realize it where I'm, I'm giving you a lot of information and I take some stuff out just because it's not needed or it's not as important. Like you, you, you really need to hit people with with a hammer of information. It can't just be, you know, like a nail gun, right? It has to be a hammer of information. They have to be able to finish a podcast and know exactly what was said and how to explain it to somebody else. So, yeah, it was something that I wasn't going to put in there, but I'm glad I did because it was it was kind of 
kind of important now. And I hope a lot of you, you know, took that advice. Um, now let's get to what's going on now, right? Well, let's talk about what happened first. We need to acknowledge this. And there's not a lot of people talking about this out there right now. But we need to acknowledge that Bitcoin wasn't sold because it stopped working or because it was 51% attacked. Like, that's not what happened. There was an exchange that crashed. This is not Mt. Gox, right? This isn't Binance, right? It hasn't lost its market share either in speculative interest. And what I mean by that, there's still a lot of people holding on to Bitcoin right now because they know that it's a speculative asset, right? People are still purchasing Bitcoin at its current price of 5K right now. I bought some heavily yesterday. Bought some more today. But soon, I hope soon, USD will be pumping again, especially when the Fed lowers interest rates and more stimulus kicks in later this week, right? Wednesday is when they're meeting next, and I'm sure they're going to drop interest rates. Make no mistake, this is an orchestrated crash of all markets, right? If there's one thing that 2008 told us, it's that the people in the know knew this was coming and they let it happen, right? The stops that are happening right now in the supply chain and industries around the world, they're creating this recession. It's possibly turning into a depression, especially with all the panic and hysteria going on in the mainstream news right now. Like, they're making this happen. Like, it becomes a self-fulfilling thing, right? It's just rinse and repeat over and over and over again. I think what happened with Bitcoin is fairly simple. It just happened to be caught in a temporary selling frenzy that affected other assets as well. This is the both positive and negative effects of institutional investors entering the industry these past two years. Yeah, these are institutional guys that have entered this industry and they play Bitcoin very much like they did with their stocks and their equities, right? And so when they see a crash happening, they pull and that's what happened. All this liquidity left the markets. So the recent selling is really not due to any breakdown in Bitcoin fundamentals. Like it didn't get hacked, right? It's still ticking every 10 minutes, right? There's still Bitcoins being produced. When we look back and when this ordeal is finally over, we can expect Bitcoin to get back to where it was. But of course, we know that due to stock to flow, Bitcoin will continue climbing. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the Bitcoin crash explained. But you're probably wondering, well, Car, what's ahead? Well, we're going to get into that in Coin Analysis.
All right, it's time for coin analysis, where we deep dive into Bitcoin and the ramifications of the crash. Most people are wondering, like, what's going to happen now? You know, now that uh, the happening's coming up, now that Bitcoin has fallen to 5K, like, where's the safety net, right? Where do they uh, hit the off button <laughs> so it don't keep falling anymore, right? I mean, they did that for stocks, right? Why can't they do that for Bitcoin? Because it's decentralized. Yeah, there's none of that. There's none of that. I'm going to explain this in kind of, uh, I don't know, three different parts. Let's first get into the ramifications of what this means for the Bitcoin and crypto industry. Depending on what happens with this whole Corona deal, right? If we have a total shutdown of the technology sector, which I find really hard to do, but let's say we do, right? Right? I think the industry is going to go through a world of hurt. Look for projects to start laying people off, right? That's going to happen, right? You'll see a mass liquidation of altcoins. There'll be a sell-off of altcoins happening in the coming week. Now's not a time to be buying alts for speculation. Nope, not the time to do that. Not even close. And there's going to be some companies in the industry that are not going to make it out alive. Right? There'll be some companies that just close. I don't know what those companies will be, but I would imagine it's probably going to be some of the ones we love and care dearly about. Right? But that's going to happen. This depression, recession, whatever it turns into, is going to affect the crypto industry as a whole. And you're probably wondering, well, what does this do for price car? I want to know the price, right? Well, further drops in price will likely occur in the Bitcoin market pre and post happening. This is the worst case scenario happening. It is. Worst case scenario. Okay, so let me give you some prices. 4,800 becomes the key resistance level. It does. If we break 4,800, the next free fall is 2,800. This is still a possibility. And you're probably wondering, Car, you're doing it again. You're giving us prices, and you're just saying this nonsense, but you have no proof to back it up. Ah, I do have proof, just like I had proof the last time. <laughs> so I was doing research all day today, all day. Like, this is why it's coming out so late Saturday night. I, I, I am really disturbed because I hate not knowing what's happening. And I hate not knowing what's going to happen next. I listen to everybody. I got everybody's opinion, right? I thought about it. And then I listened some more. I took it all in. Then I started digging and digging and digging until I went through like the depths of medium Bitcoin articles. And it was there I found the energy value model. 
And this model states that if all miners were to stop mining Bitcoin tomorrow, the power input would be zero and Bitcoin would be worthless. And I'll put this chart and this energy value formula inside the show notes, so make sure to take a look at that. Because I hate not knowing what's going to happen. I really do. It, it disturbs me. Right? I'd rather be in the know of something and watch it happen than not be in the know and for it to come out of nowhere and not, not expect it. So, if we look at this energy value formula, it's pretty simple. It's V equals energy input over supply growth rate times F, right? And F being the uh, fiat factor, right? I'm going to read to you some highly technical stuff, but try to grasp the most of it, okay? The power required to fuel Bitcoin mining is driven by two parts, the hash rate to solve the SHA-256 algorithm and the energy efficiency of the mining hardware itself. In its early years, Bitcoin was mined on very electrical inefficient CPUs and GPUs. The current era, ASICs have energy efficiencies over 100,000 times greater than the average Bitcoin mining hardware of 2009. This means that a higher relative portion of the average miner's electrical bill today is efficiently converted into hashing power for the Bitcoin blockchain. The daily energy efficiency of the Bitcoin network was then calculated as the equally weighted average of all hardware, which was within two years of its release for CPUs, GPUs, FPGAs, and within 1.5 years of its release for ASICs. So what I'm trying to say is that where we go is entirely dependent on Bitcoin miners right now. 61% of them are in China. The rest are distributed amongst the rest of the world. The good news is, yes, there's good news today in this episode. <laughs> it's not all doom and gloom. The good news. The good news. You ready for it? You ready for the good news? Yeah, because there is. There's some good news in this. The good news is that Bitcoin has crashed three different times in its history. Right? It's seen, it's seen this before. This isn't the first time. It happened in 2011. happened in 2014 happened in 2018, and now it happened again here in 2020, right? And investors and speculators did the same thing. They all threw the towel in. They all said, fuck with this. I'm out of Bitcoin forever. Dab, 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 dab. Dab, 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 dab. It happened. This has happened three other times before. This is the fourth time it's happened, right? But... What didn't happen was Bitcoin mining, because each time in those years, hash rates declined and following price declined. Will that happen again in 2020? It's very, it's very possible. I would say 80% chance of that happening again. So how does this play out, Car? Because everything sounds like you're telling me this is all dependent on what miners do next. It is. When Bitcoin falls like this, it's entire. It's basically we're in a storm right now and it's fogging up, right? The windows are fogging, like everything's fogging. We try to turn on the hot air. It doesn't do us any good because we can see past the window, but we just can't see outside, right? We need fog lights, right? Because there's just so much fog out there. 
This is what's happening in Bitcoin right now. There's so much fog out there. No one knows what's going on. The only fog lights that we have are the Bitcoin miners and what they do and the hash rates that follow price declines. This is all that we have at our disposal. This is why this is why I was very, very satisfied today when I was digging and digging and digging and digging it. And then finally I find something, right? And and I, w- I would just say this, hats off to um, Charles Edwards. I mean, this guy, his work, phenomenal. I follow him on Twitter now. Uh, I think he only has like a thousand followers or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's why I say most of the people that you should be listening to in this space don't get nearly enough credit. Um, anyway, so I looked at his articles, read them up and down. I went back and looked at old research that he had done on what uh, what happened in previous crashes and how this energy formula actually you know came into play and what this means going forward. And a lot of it was me having to, you know, do my own kind of charts and and kind of look at and I'll, I'll put all this stuff in the show notes. Um, try to look at what the Bitcoin hash rate is right now, and I was able to grab some from Coinmetrics. So if you look right now, the price is at uh, five thousand. Well, currently it's at five thousand two hundred thirty. Uh, Bitcoin hash rate is falling. It's uh, just above a hundred thousand right now. So I mean, at this point, it's it's highly likely that we're going to see the hash rate falling even further. And and by doing so, th- this this tells us this is our this is our fog lights. Like these are the fog lights that we need to get through this storm, this heavy storm right now, right? So let's let's play this out, right? We need to play this out because you're probably wondering, like, okay, Car, you got me on board with this. I see what you're talking about now. This makes sense. It's crashed three times before, over eighty percent. Investors and speculators jumped off the bandwagon almost immediately. The only thing the only thing that happened later was Bitcoin miners and their hash rates that declined following the price declines. And will that happen again in 2020? You're telling me that it's an 80% possibility it will happen again. And you're telling me right now that the hash rate is falling. So where does that leave us? Okay, let's talk about that and how it plays out in future predictions. Speculative token analysis. These are future predictions. And I broke this into two parts. I really, I really did. I wanted to make sure that we put everything that is actually solid and sound information inside of coin analysis, right? What I just told you in the previous segment, all sound, verifiable information. What I'm about to explain now gets into the speculation part, and that's why this is in future predictions. Okay, just want to make sure that's absolutely clear. Okay, so what to expect next? I think short term, definitely Bitcoin is going down, right? All the data is pointing in this direction. People need to withdraw money. They already did. They're probably still going to, right? Also, as the market trades down, people get more fearful. They'll be selling more Bitcoin, move to over fiat. You know, it's very possible we have some states that get quarantined. You know, there's rumors right now of 
states up north that are possibly going to get like shut down. Who knows how far this goes? Do they do they enact the national guard, right? Do they stop people from going to different cities? Like, who knows how far they're going to take this? Is what I'm saying, right? I'm strictly talking about America. Um, I apologize to everybody else in the world uh, who's already going through something similar to this. People will move over to fiat. That's just inevitable. And of course, retail investors are are probably the hodlers of last resort at this point. And uh, a lot of people will wonder, you know, what they're going to do. Uh, I'm not personally me. I'm not selling. I don't. I don't see the point to at this point. I'll, I'll buy something before <laughs> I'll spend it before I'll I'll, I'll I'll sell it. That's just the way I am. I, I believe in this long term. I've always have I told you that from the beginning. From this when this podcast was born. Okay, so how does this play out? How does this possibly play out? If you look right now, everything right now in Bitcoin and in crypto is negative. You see it all over the place. It's on Twitter. Peter Schiff is out there doing his rounds saying, I told you there was going to be a crash. And he's he, he's pulling out the knife and he's sticking it into Bitcoin because he's also saying, I told you Bitcoin is going to die. Death of Bitcoin. I told you it's not a store value. I told you, I told you, I told you, and buy gold. He's out there saying this stuff. He's going on CNBC, Fox News, whoever will listen. He's saying this to everybody. So everybody right now has a negative perception on Bitcoin. This is just the hard truth, right? But we saw these 1K drops, and it didn't happen in a week, right? Like some of these other crashes. It happened in a day, <laughs> right? And so... A lot of these uh, key metrics, now that goes to price. The Bitcoin hash rate is the only metric that everybody should be looking at right now. It is relatively smooth compared to price and offers clarity on the Bitcoin market, right? And right now, the Bitcoin hash rate is telling us that it's going further down because the price has already gone down. Once the hash rate goes down, you'll see more Bitcoin selling. You'll see the price go down even further. And if... And if the falling of the hash rate continues, expect further trend downwards in price. So the key takeaways, these are the key takeaways. We might have just hit the reset button on Bitcoin and crypto, meaning that this is 2010 all over again. Yeah, kind of weird. And I I, I should preface that by saying that's a 25% chance of happening, right? I think if this entire market gets liquidated, and I'm talking about like major closures of exchanges happen, you know? I'm talking about some heavy, 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 big exchanges, right? If Bitcoin crashes back down, I mean, let's hope it holds 2,800, right? Let's hope it holds 2,800. I don't think it's gonna hold 4,800. I'd be very shocked if we go into this week and it's still above 4,800. I'll be shocked, but I'll be happy, right? I mean, it's possible with the Fed lowering interest rates here on Wednesday, you know, and their next monetary policy meeting as well. I mean, I'm going to be looking at Bitcoin very closely this week because if it falls below 4,800 again, um, yeah, that, that that means a free fall to 2,800 is inevitable at that point. Yeah. So if, if that occurs, let's hope we hope let's hope we hold 2,800 because if not, then it becomes very unprofitable for miners and they're having to run off of previous funds, right? Either that they sold at higher prices or 
that they just have on reserve. But make no mistake, the Bitcoin hash rate is the one key metric everybody should be looking at. The next few weeks are going to be very crucial to the Bitcoin and crypto industry going into the happening. I mean, if the hash rate keeps falling and the price keeps falling, then, you know, attack an attack. I hate to say this because I don't want to scare people, but a 51% tack is more probabilistic, I would say. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll take it day by day. I just, I just know that I want to give you all the information I can, so that way you're just not in the, in the, I don't know, I didn't know that was going to happen scenario, right? I'd rather you know all the things that could happen if this plays out the way it probably will. Or let's hope um, everything goes back to normal in a week or two. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like the the world economy right now. Everybody kind of knows where this is headed, right? That's probably a depression for at least a couple months. So, if you guys have any questions, any questions whatsoever, if you need anything, feel free to email me at car at throwpodcast.club. Or hit me on Twitter. I'll be here. Yes, we're going to keep doing shows. I mean, this is what we do. I, I, I may sound so sad right now, and I'm really not. Like, I'm actually, I actually had started my vacation on Friday, which was this past Friday, yesterday, and it goes through all the way till next week. And I was so excited because we were going to be covering South by. It was going to be fun, and that got canceled. And so, this has gone from worst to worst to absolute worst, right? In a matter of a couple weeks for everybody, not just me. And uh, so, yeah, I may sound doom and gloom right now, but honestly, I'm just looking at that price right now. And I'm hoping we, we stay above 4,800. And if we don't, then I'm going to pray <laughs> to the Bitcoin gods that we stay above 2,800 because Lord knows that uh, I don't want to see this industry fail really don't feel free to share this feel free to share this the same people you shared when you told them it was going to go pre-pump before the happening gosh corona goddess man corona goddess You know, truth be told that uh, I'm really, really concerned with how everybody's doing right now. We have a lot of listeners, right? I hope you guys are taking care of yourself out there. And, you know, put Bitcoin and crypto aside, you know, for a month or something. It's not a big deal. I'll be here when you get back, right? But take care of your families. Like, seriously, do what you have to do. Take care of what you have to take care of. And don't worry will still be around when you get back. I've had to say that before. <laughs> I said that during the 2018 crash. I'm saying it again here in the 2020 crash. But there's a lot to learn when something like this happens. And even though this might feel controlled, you might feel helpless out there, you might feel like no matter what you do, everything is just going 
absolute wrong. Just remember that the only fear that somebody can put into you is what you allow them to. So go out there and live life. Don't be afraid and be fearless. See you guys next time.